Let's pray. Eternal God, quiet within us any voice but yours, so that by the power of your Holy Spirit we may be open to the unexpected in your word today. May we have the same mind that was in Christ Jesus, our Savior and Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. Well, today on Palm Sunday, we will read the story of Jesus' arrival in Jerusalem as recorded in Luke's Gospel. Over the years, most of us had heard this story of the drama uh, this dramatic event, the parade, We've heard it so often, we tend to remember the story, not as written by any one of the gospel writers, but more of as a consolidation, a mashup, if you will, of the four stories recorded in the gospels. All four gospel writers tell of Jesus coming into Jerusalem from Bethany and the Mount of Olives, but there's some differences in the four accounts. Well, just for example, Luke doesn't, Luke doesn't say anything about palms or even branches. Other Gospels say that the crowds cried out, Hosanna! Loud Hosannas, right? But not Luke. The other thing I'll mention is our reading starts out after he had said this, so let me tell you what Jesus had just said. He had told the parable of the ten pounds. Well, that may not sound like a familiar parable to you either. Uh, but if you read it, it's, it's a lot like the parable of the talents where each person got different talents and it doesn't matter what, what they did with those talents. So listen now for God's word for us in Luke, the 19th chapter, starting at the 28th verse. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. When he came to Bethphage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find, you'll find there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Just say this, The Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They said, The Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones, the stones would shout out. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Oh Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen.
Jesus began this journey to Jerusalem way back in the ninth chapter of Luke, 51st verse, if you can look it up, where we read, when the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. And now finally, Jesus and the disciples are coming into the city. Jesus did not enter the city as a conquering hero, as a warrior, as a conventional king. He rode in on a humble donkey. As the prophet Zechariah had uh, written, Rejoice greatly, O daughter Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you triumphant and victorious as he, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the fault full of a donkey. And Jesus had, did not come to Jerusalem as a warrior king, he came as the king of peace. As Luke tells the story of Jesus' arrival in Jerusalem, the crowds, the crowds here were not from so much Jerusalem, but they were the large group of disciples that had been following him around, traveling with Jesus. As, and as Jesus was approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, that whole multitude of disciples praised God joyfully with that loud voice for all the deeds of power they had seen. We just remember what they had witnessed. They had witnessed Jesus enabling blind people to see and deaf people to hear, the lame to walk, the sick to be healed, and even the dead brought back to life. No wonder they were saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. And as that second part of that, their happy chorus, does that sound a little familiar? Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Well, it's almost, it almost echoes what Luke told us the angels sang when Jesus was born. You remember they sang, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. But then in the middle of all this joyful celebration of all the deeds of power they had seen Jesus do. Here come the Pharisees telling Jesus to get his crew to lower the volume, turn down the noise, quiet it down, just tell them to hush. Well, actually, Luke quotes them as saying, teacher, order your disciples to stop. Now, you remember when we talked about Jesus saying a few weeks ago, saying, go and tell that fox from me. Well, back then in the 13th chapter of Luke, the Pharisees, they were warning Jesus too. Some Pharisees had come to him and said, get away from here because Herod wants to kill you. And there they are on Palm Sunday telling him to tell his disciples to hush up, to avoid bringing dangerous attention from the authorities. And the authorities, what they were afraid of, they were very afraid of the Roman government would clamp down on even more. And how did Jesus respond? Did he, he apologize for the celebration getting a little rowdy? Oh, I'm sorry, we'll turn it down. Did he caution his followers to avoid attracting the attention of the Romans? Did he remind them of the brutal power of the mighty Roman army? No. He answered, I tell you, if these stones were, if these, these disciples were silent, the stones would shout out. 
You know, some of you who have studied all the Old Testament prophets real closely, you may recognize that phrase about stones shouting. It's a reference to the prophet Habakkuk, who in a passage proclaiming woes to evildoers wrote, Alas for you who get evil gain for your house, setting your nest on high to be safe from the reach of harm. You, you have devised shame for your house by cutting off many peoples. You have forfeited your life. The very stones will cry out from the wall and the plaster will respond from the woodwork. Well, the prophet Habakkuk, he was writing of uh, stones and plaster crying out, woes upon doers of evil. But Jesus, Jesus was saying that even if he were, his disciples were forced to be silent, nature itself would noisily celebrate this moment. Uh, the prophet Isaiah had written of such a happy entry into Jerusalem, saying, the ransom of the Lord shall return and shall come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads and they shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. The Pharisees, they saw Jesus riding to Jerusalem on a donkey. They saw the people bringing their, flinging their cloaks on the ground. They heard the people praising Jesus for his mighty deeds. And they said, tell them to hush. And Jesus said, if, even if they did, the stones would cry out. And our response to Jesus Christ, well, the great hymn writer Robert Lowry put it this way. My life flows on in endless song above earth's lamentations. I catch the sweet, the far off hymn that hails a new creation. Through all the tumult and the strife, I hear the music ringing. It finds an echo in my soul. How can I keep from singing? What though my joys and comforts die, I know my Savior liveth. What though the darkness gather round, songs in the night he giveth. The peace of Christ makes fresh my heart, a fountain ever springing. All things are mine since I am his. How can I keep from singing? No storm can shake my inmost calm while to the rock I'm clinging since Christ is Lord of heaven and earth. How can I keep from singing? Thanks be to God. Now as you go out from this place and seek to do God's will, may the steadfast love of God give you hope May the redeeming power of Christ give you courage. And may the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit give you strength this day and every day. Amen.